May 26, 2016. This is Nation, and I'm your host, Kellen Conley. Coming to you live from a familiar locale. That locale being the Kroger parking lot in Suncrest Town Center in Morgantown, West Virginia. Where it is currently raining again. Exciting times. This episode, episode. this episode is brought to you by Sheets and their Coke machine that lets you mix flavors. Because I got me a peach Sprite that's lit right now. So lit, man. So it's been a minute. A, lot, a couple things going on. Uh, still have not closed on our house. Currently living with Brandy and Gary. So we've been there for four days now. All of our stuff's also in their garage. So we have a whole house full of stuff underneath their house full of stuff. Which is crazy. Um, what else is going on? Um, shot a little music feature, music video feature for a song called Rewind from Soon You Understand, my 2014 debut album. So that is in the can. Me and E shot that yesterday afternoon. So hopefully you'll be seeing that soon. Maybe as part of the 30 Days of Sound Vision promotion that E is doing on MonsterLung.com. That's M-O-N-S-T-A-L-U-N-G.com the whole month of June. So maybe that's why. On top of that... Sorry. On top of that, there's not really much else to report. We can move in the house if we ever get them, we ever get closed. So we can get our preoccupancy agreement in place so you can move in. Moved out of the old crib, made it spotless. So that'll be a nice return check. Our last place that we're renting. Hopefully forever knock on wood. My zipper is broken on my black Transformers jacket. It's driving me nuts. If anyone out there knows how to fix this, let me know. Because I, I I went to put it on on Monday and it wouldn't stay. And I got it to stay and then that was all good. Tuesday was fine. But yesterday... It just kept giving me fits. It would not zip, and it has not zipped at all since Tuesday. And I've tried pushing it together and pushing the pin down. And I don't know. And I keep forgetting to Google how to fix a broken zipper. What a time to be alive. Remember when you were younger and your zipper would break? You are like, oh, it's no big deal. It's a zipper. And now, because of the power of Google, I think that if I Google the right thing, someone's going to tell me a magic trick to make my zipper start zipping again. I don't know, though. So that's annoying. Got to be at work here soon. I'm closing tonight. Switch Valerie shifts because Valerie bailed me out two Saturdays in a row. So I thought I was going to move the weekend of the 14th. I mean, 13th, and that didn't work out. Ended up moving last weekend. I was supposed to work both those Saturdays. So I'm trading Valerie shifts today in order for her to take care of some things she has to do. And then I still work on Saturday. So I'm closing today and tomorrow, and then I work on Saturday. There's nothing going on in this parking lot. (laughs) I don't know what I'm looking for. I feel like I, now that I've had 
um, Eric on the podcast a couple times. I don't know how to do this by myself anymore. Hopefully you uh, did check out his two appearances, though. Of course, the first appearance is called Booking the Future. Play on Back to the Future. And that will be a regular feature of Hyphen Nation, where I sit down with Eric and we book things for the W. Excuse me for WWE, or we uh might book it completely wrong just for our amusement, just to see how bad they could wreck things up. And of course, last episode he was on, and we talked about Marvel Civil War, Captain America, Marvel's Captain America Civil War. Great, great film. Go see it. Go see that movie. Shout out to Thomas DJ and Derek Ferguson of Better in the Dark. Hoping one day that we'll get some new episodes. I got. To, I just got to call Tom. I haven't talked to Tom in the longest. Of course, you know Tom from our couple of podcast endeavors together. He had the two solo podcasts, Moves Like Curtis, the podcast about the NFL, and then the Nocturne Travel Agency podcast where he would interview fellow writers. And then we tried to do the Molly Fogna Music podcast and. As we got that going, I moved to my current, well, my former now living situation where I didn't have a place to record. So it was harder for us to get together to actually record. And Tom had some things going on, so he was taking care of that as well. So maybe Molly Fogg comes out again, but I just really need to get back in touch with that guy. But definitely recommend... Captain America Civil War, just in case you didn't pick that up from my conversation with Eric last episode. Captain America's in the news again for the second time this month due to a controversial controversial storyline that Marvel's doing in his new comic, apparently. Something along the lines of Cap has been a sleeper agent for Hydra his whole career and they're retconning years and years of Cap not being a Hydra agent to suddenly he's saying Hail Hydra in the comic book. And people are losing their minds over this. I I didn't even realize it. Like I, I got back to Gary and Brandy's and Gary looked at me when we were watching the Cavs blow out the Raptors and he's like, did you hear about Captain America? I was like, nah, bro. What's going on Captain America? And he told me what's going on, and I get on Facebook, and my feed is filled with angry comic fans, because a large percentage of my real-life and Facebook friends are comic book fans. And so everybody's just up in arms about this. This is like, I wonder if the Clone Saga would have been this big if social media had existed in 1994, or 95, when they revealed that Ben Riley was the true Peter Parker. Of course, they got related to Spider-Man. I'm I'm sure there's other massive storylines that have happened that uh, would be on this level. But this is kind of character altering. And I, I know, and of course, Marvel's saying this is not a make-believe story. And this is 100% true. And it's only been one issue, guys. And for the record, stories like this and major character changes like this are one of the reasons I stopped buying the floppies for those not in the know the floppies would be the weekly issues that come out every Wednesday it was definitely one of the reasons I stopped because I just got so fatigued from all the events and everything and I I just couldn't keep up the last event I kept up with was um uh, see now I can't remember it the one with the scrolls when why is it not coming to me? When they found out that the scrolls had infiltrated and and they were trying to figure out who was a scroll and who wasn't a scroll and they went through all that and then spoiler alert, uh Wasp died in that storyline. That's the last time I recall reading a major Marvel event as it was occurring. And after that I was just kinda like done. Still getting my Spider Man books, but I realized Keeping up with the whole universe wasn't in my best interest anymore. And I don't want to say I'm not the target fan base anymore. I, I've always, I've never felt like 
Like, I watch WWE, and I can tell I'm not the target fan base most of the time. But I also, um, I never felt that way about comic books in general, because I've always found something enjoyable in the comics. That's why when I found my comic book store, which I, I mentioned in a column not too long ago, the Life in Morgantown column I write for, I love MorgantownWV.com every now and then. I mentioned that I never had a comic book store. And then when I did have a comic book store, it was the most amazing thing ever because I had access to all kinds of books. So from 2003 up until 2010, 2011, 2010, I uh, was buying all the books. That was my thing. You got to excuse the car. I'm a little hot and my car was off. I could roll the windows down, but it's raining in little Seattle. So I just had to get the car on for a second. But these shock value events, like, I kind of read over the plot of the Civil, the Secret War that just ended in the Marvel Universe, the Secret Wars, and were pretty much a Doom had controlled the whole universe. I don't, that thing makes my head hurt. I couldn't follow it, even from a Wikipedia page, if that tells you anything. If that explains it, then <laughs> enough said. But I, I just don't feel like the comics are geared towards me. May, maybe somebody with more patience and more time can sort through that, but I'm not the one, as my mom used to say. This episode still sponsored by Sprite. And Sheets, Pete Sprite's Coke, <laughs> Dear Coke, please make Pete Sprite in mass quantities. Sincerely, Kellen Conley and Hyphenation. So I got a couple topics I can get into. I mentioned Deadpool, Jessica Jones. So let me tell you where this came from. I, of course, wrote fan fiction forever at <laughs> forever. I wrote s- several issues of fan fiction over a short period of time. It seems like forever, but it was over 10 years ago. I wrote a Amazing Spider-Man series for Marvel Anthology. And I wrote a Robin series starring Tim Drake over at DC Anthology um, for a couple years. And then from that, I kind of dropped out of fan fiction and Eric Frome took over the site, him and Clayton Tooley um, and they were in charge of running Marvel uh, Anthology and DC Anthology until Eric decided to close the doors last spring in favor of um, his writing career and just not having to worry about maintaining the sites anymore and if you don't know you need to go sign up for Derek Ferguson's, oh, what's the page? The page where, like, you can, uh, oh, I, I, I need a Patron, Patreon, 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 however you say it, the P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Derek has a page supporting his writing and stuff, and if you are donating right now to his writing career, he's releasing... I either want to say a chapter a month or a chapter every couple of weeks um, of a brand new Dylan adventure. And when I say Dylan is going to be the next big thing in action films eventually, believe it, you heard it for your first. There's about four or five Dylan books is actually out now. There's several Dylan stories that are canon. There's a brand new Dylan story being written or released as we speak each month if you support Derek Ferguson's writing career. And that is that is co-written with Eric Frome. That's one of the reasons Eric wanted to shut down Marvel Anthology and DC Anthology. He had this Dylan story in his head, but he couldn't get it out. He couldn't find the proper outlet to do it by himself. So Derek agreed to write it with him, so they are releasing that, and I can tell you it's fantastic. So here are three things. Derek Ferguson, D-E-R-R-I-C-K-F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N. 
and then Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N. Search. You're welcome. Um. Yeah, anyway, I, I got out fan fiction. I said on one of the earlier shows that I was getting back into it. And I had this plan for this Deadpool Jessica Jones series. And I pitched it to David Golightly at Marvel, Marvel 2000. He loved it. He was going to call it Alias Investigations. And was going to star Deadpool and Jessica Jones. Now let me explain my relationship with Deadpool. I didn't get Deadpool for the longest time. I didn't get his popularity and stuff. And I didn't I didn't read the early Joe Kelly stuff. I didn't read his early runs. I just didn't understand why this bad mutant was super popular. And to use a wrestling term, over with the fans. And it wasn't until I'd say the past three or five years, I got my hands on some of the earlier stuff and got to know the character a little better. I did a little digging into his history beyond the, oh, I'm Wolverine, except I won't shut up and I'm annoying kind of thing. And I I got a little respect for the character. So in my head, I was always like, if I get the chance to write Deadpool... I want to write Deadpool. I don't want to take away his how he acts. Like I want him to be a complete goofball. A highly accurate assassin, but I want him to be a complete idiot still. I just wanted to reel him in a little bit cuz I feel like there's some portrayals, not the movie. The movie was fantastic. Good job, Ryan Reynolds. Some portrayals of Deadpool that are a little over the top. And I felt like if you take Deadpool and then put him together with someone who's super serious all the time, and I can't remember if this predated the announcement of her getting her own Netflix show or not, but someone who's always serious, who has a shady past that she doesn't like to admit, and generally just does not care about anyone's opinion other than her own. And I'm talking about Jessica Jones, in case you don't know. Before the Netflix series, there was the Alias comic book that came out in early aughts by Brian Bendis and Michael Gatos, I believe. And it's fantastic. Um, Read that. It's a Mac series. It's a little mature, but I guarantee you you will be floored by how good it is. The stuff once they moved her into the main Marvel Universe and her and Luke Cage got married and she had a baby, I don't know anything about that. I, of course, she got mo- I gave Pulse an early chance, her, mar- her book that brought her into the mainstream, but then I dropped it and I didn't read any other further stories and I only saw what I saw from the fallout of Civil War with her being in the New Avengers or Secret Avengers or the Mighty Avengers, whatever Avengers was going on at the time. So I figured I would take Jessica post, well, almost post her alias series before she revealed to Luke Cage that she's pregnant with his child. I figured I would take Jessica and get her out of New York because one major thing of the Alias series was how much she hated still being in New York because all the time she reminded her former past as a superhero, her failed former career as a superhero. Like this is a constant thing for her. So she finally decides, all right, bump it. I'm going to take myself over to, ironically enough, Seattle where it's probably raining right now just like it is in Morgantown. I was going to have Wade, Wade Wilson is Deadpool's real name for those of you not to know. I was going to take Wade and then I was going to uh, have him like be on the outs with most everybody that's in his life. So I wasn't going to have him attached to any of his 
former characters or to a team or anything like that. I was going to have Wade uh, with the help of an image inducer. I was going to have him end up in Seattle after bumbling his way across country doing odd jobs and ins and outs because he can't get he's having trouble getting mercenary work. And I hadn't worked out why he was having trouble getting mercenary work when he's like one of the best in the Marvel Universe. But he was having trouble. And he bumbled from odd job to odd job until he ended up in Seattle as a cabbie. So Jessica just moves into the city. Just kind of sets her office up as investigations. um, Decides to go down the street uh, to uh, a local bar. Decides that she wants to cab it for some reason. Even though normally she doesn't waste the money. She's like, oh, it's just down the block. And I've been on my feet all day. I'll just take the cab over. Go into this bar, have a few drinks. Get settled. Calm my nerves. And normally a bar isn't her scene either because she's by her own alcohol. But she decides, hey, what the hell? New city. Let's, let's do something different. So she gets in the cab, and the cab driver will not shut up, will not shut up. And then he says something that triggers something in her head about this assassin she used to hear about, this mutant assassin she used to hear about named Deadpool. Oh, that's a terrible parking job, man. You got to fix that. As Eric Jordan told me yesterday, have some pride. He ain't going to fix it. How are you going to pull into a parking spot and be super crooked and not fix it? Then watch him get out and like barely be able to walk. And now feel bad. Because it doesn't look like there's a handicap sticker in his window. Let's see. Sorry to interrupt, but people watching is fun too. All right, so he's up. And, nope, walking unassisted. Yeah, you just don't care. Good job, man. Anyway, Deadpool's blabbering and blabbering and blabbering. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I didn't say that. You know what I mean. Jessica recalls this motormouth mercenary who's also a mutant. This mutant murder, mutant motormouth mercenary. That she she didn't run into him, per se, when she was Jewel, the superhero. But she did see some files in the Avengers computers and stuff about this guy, Deadpool. Wade makes a comment that tips her off. And so, mind you, they're only going a few blocks. But I'd say in about a block, Deadpool has pushed Jessica far enough. And he makes a comment... I don't know what the comment was, but it would have to be something familiar about him or chimichangas. He would make a comment about chimichangas or something. Jessica being a private investigator and not and not as dumb as some people may think her to be puts together that this is Deadpool driving this car. So her immediate reaction is thinking that someone put a head out on her. So she's already busted her way out the car. And then Deadpool was like, who is this girl? Why does she know who I am? Especially when I'm not in Deadpool mode. I said he had an image inducer, so he just looked like a regular little cabbie. But she completely saw through it. He's thinking something's up. So they get in an argument in the middle of the street in Seattle. Holding up traffic. And... Of course, she storms back off towards her apartment and then Wade's super angry and lost out on a fare, even if it was only a couple dollars. He needed that money. So he gets back in the cab and speeds off. So Jessica goes back to to uh, her place, calls Carol Danvers, like, hey, uh, uh, Deadpool's up here. Is he wanted for anything or anything? Because uh, I just had a run-in with him. And do you know anything about maybe everybody possibly getting a hit out on me? That kind of thing, like, cause it's big, it's major league, and it shakes Jessica up enough where she reaches out, and she's like, "What's going on? Can can you give me something here?" 
Carol's like, I don't got nothing for you, Jess. I'm I'm sorry. Like, it's Deadpool. Like, Deadpool's always wanted for something, but he's too much of a risk to even think about taking down anymore. And if he's not causing direct harm to anyone, which he wasn't, and even and Carol kind of checked in a couple things real quick. Um, she said she would look into a little further more, and of course, Jessica's going to look a little further, of course, because she's the private investigator. Make sure that there was nothing put out on Jessica or wasn't a mistaken identity. Or The main thing is, why is Deadpool in Seattle? And neither one of them can figure it out. So Jessica gets off the phone with her. Not before. She got the number of uh, School for the Gifted in Westchester. So she calls them up. Ends up talking to Cyclops. And Cyclops pretty much tells her, uh, if Wade Wilson's not killing anybody, we're not worried about it. <laughs> so she's called the mutants and she called the Avengers. Nobody wants anything to do with Wade. So she just, she just says, Jessica just decides to stay in her apartment rest of the day. She's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I've seen enough. Had enough. There's no reason to continue to pursue this. Um, I'm just I'm just going to keep it cool. The rest of the day, we we see Wade working the cabbie stand, taking fares, getting on people's nerves. He uh, repeatedly is getting gypped on his fares. There's a couple fares where they wanted to get out of the car so bad from him talking that they just didn't pay him. He got lost a few times because he thought it would be fun not to use the GPS in a city he barely knows. So he got lost a few times and got stiffed on fares there. He did get paid a few dollars for some fares, but he actually ended up getting pickpocketed next to his car. And so those couple dollars are gone. And then he ends the day, he got an argument with Jessica in the middle of the street. And then he ends the day by uh, running his cab directly into uh, the mayor's personal car, the mayor of Seattle's personal car that he was traveling the city in. Who are, I don't know who the mayor was. I don't know if it's female or if it's male. Whoever the mayor is, he was going to run into their car. So pretty much Deadpool was out of a job again. So, and then this is all within a couple hours. It's probably like 5 or 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time by the time that we get back to Deadpool being jobless. So he's like, all right, this this woman who was accusing me of all this stuff, like, I need to look into it and stuff. So he starts reaching out to his networks to find out what's what, hops on the internet, hops on the mercenariesforhire.com, you know, that kind of fun thing. And... He figures out who Jessica is, that Jessica was a former superhero named Jewel. She had a private investigation thing in uh, New York City. And then, so Wade's, like, curious why she's here. So after we see what Jessica went through to try to get rid of Wade, and then, did I say rid of Wade? Rid of, rid of Wade. And then after we see what Wade went through to try to figure out who this Jessica person is and how she figured him out. Wade decides he's going to take the last couple dollars he has right now for the day. He's going to go to the diner, have himself burger and milkshake, and then pick up story next day. Pick up life next day. Whatever. He's got his little seedy hotel good for the night. So he did pay that up front. And I, I didn't really figure out why Deadpool would be so broke. Because I don't think money's ever been an issue for him. So that would have been something else that I explored in the series. Uh, so he's sitting there and the next thing he knows, flopping down across the booth is Jessica Jones. And of course, Wade, Wade still has the image inducer because he's still horribly disfigured. Um, he can't really walk around as Deadpool, so he's still looking like this straight-laced, nerdy white guy um, who was driving a cab until a few years ago. A few years ago. A few hours ago. Jessica's like, Look, I, I'm sorry about earlier. I uh, realized who you were 
due to you make a comment about chimichangas. And I don't want you to think that I was after you, and it doesn't seem like you're after me, so let's just clear the air. Um, and forget about this, because I'm trying to get a fresh start, and it was just random that, of course, first thing I do is bump into a a metahuman. <laughs> into the merc with a mouth, because she uses those trademarks and stuff to describe him. And way he's like, uh, it's whatever. Yada, yada, yada. Just trying to make some scratch. Um, but bring, I mean, I came out here, like, I've been bouncing all around the country, so I finally ended up here. Um, and I got fired today, so I don't know how much longer I'll be here. And Jessica's like, well, I uh, came to get a fresh start, like I said, and I just set up Ailes Investigations here in Seattle. So I'm getting back into the private eye business here shortly. I'm sure I'm going to start getting calls. Because everybody needs a private eye like every single day. That's not a problem. <laughs> private eye is a pretty bustling business. Because people are just horrible people. Then she said, she picked up on what he said. She's like, well, how come you don't have any work? Because she knows he's a mercenary. And Deadpool's like, oh, you know... Haven't really figured that out. Just, uh, I guess the contracts ain't coming in. The calls stop coming in. Da 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 da. And so I keep doing these in and out jobs, but being me, I can only do this so long. And you readers know how how well being me works most of the time because he breaks the fourth wall because he's Deadpool. And Jessica's like, yeah. Um, okay. This may be because I had a few drinks before I left my apartment to come back down left my office, come back in come back down here looking for you. He's like, Oh, how'd you find me? And he's like, Oh, I just followed your trail of cabbie destruction over here. He's <laughs> like, Oh, good point. Just wanted to apologize, but I'm gonna make you an offer. And you can refuse it or, or take it. We'll see where how it goes. This is a trial basis thing, but you're new Seattle. I'm new Seattle. It wouldn't hurt having someone with your skill set working for Alias Investigations. While you do that with me, I'd be willing to work with you and figure out why you're no longer able to get jobs and try to get you back on that track, but without implicating myself and your job and your lifestyle. This first kind of thing has happened to Wade in several months. Aside from being outside in the pouring rain, starving that one time. Waiting for Peter to throw her to bread. Or waiting for the that the baker's son to or just watching the baker's son throw out old bread to the pigs. Old burned bread. But wait, the baker's son just gave me the bread. I'm so hungry. Why did he do that? Oh Peter <laughs> Cause I could totally see Deadpool having some kind of imagination. And daydreaming that he was Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games for a second. That would be hilarious. So Deadpool takes her up on her offer. An unlikely friendship is born, and that was going to be Alias slash Deadpool or Alias Investigations number one, starring Deadpool and Jessica Jones, or Jessica Jones and Deadpool. And I wanted to say it on the podcast just so that it's out there. So if y'all listen to that and y'all are interested in hearing about the continued adventures of Deadpool and Jessica, I will gladly sit here and tell you what happens next. If you don't want care care to hear, then at least I got that out. <laughs> oh, man. So the weird thing about this is I thought of something I wanted to talk about on the show 
for this very show. I meant to write it down. I didn't. And so I'm still sitting here looking at the same topics that I was before. And I can't remember what it was at all. Because my topic, my next topic is supposed to be why don't these kids like good music? That's very veiny, to say the least of me. Uh, Because, I mean, I didn't like necessarily the same things that people that were 10 years older than me liked when I was younger. So I'm a little torn as far as whether I want to uh, do that topic. Because it's like, why don't these kids like good music? Why why they go around listening to this young thug and this... And uh, who's that other guy that goes running around all the time? They want to listen to... Uh, uh, wow, uh, Fetty Wap. And I just don't get it. Why don't they listen to some good rap? There's new good music coming out. That Chance the Rapper guy just put out a good project. And... You know, I think they should have better taste in music. But to fully commit to this topic, since I don't remember what I was going to say, there's always a gap, so to speak, uh, especially when it comes to music. I, when I was younger, I didn't see it. But I'm sure that when I was listening to Jay-Z, Nas, anything like that in the early aughts, Kanye, uh, Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, I'm sure that I would play that, and then someone that was roughly 10 years older than me didn't like it, which is crazy to me, because it's like, those are some of the best artists that we have to offer, in my opinion, Uh, at least rap does, hip-hop does, and I wouldn't understand them saying, oh, well, they're talking about violence and da-da-da-da-da, but I'm like, yeah, but they talk about it so well, They're, they're doing things that are important. They're saying things that that are relevant to the culture. And and some people just don't get that. So to take it to the next step, you have the Young Thugs and the Fetty Wops and trap rap, trap music in general with the whole Mumble, 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 mumble. It's not for me. I've said that. I've vented so much about it sometimes that I have said to Twitter that I wasn't going to listen to rap anymore because of how bad rap had become and what had become the new norm. But everything is a cycle, especially hip-hop. Because as much as I don't like Future or Young Thug and don't appreciate their music, when Drake does something along the lines of trap music, I enjoy it. But I'm a huge Drake fan. Huge Drake fan. And I'm not really being fair because if Hove came out with a whole album of nothing but trap beats tomorrow... I'd be right there listening to it. There wouldn't be much I could do about me not listening to it. I gotta hear the verses. The music might not appeal to me, but he probably is gonna say some pretty cool stuff that I feel like I need to be a part of. So the topic of why don't these kids like good music is not really a good topic. It's not... Something that it's coming from a closed-minded position of things. And that's the last thing I'm trying to be, is closed-minded, especially when it comes to music. So tonight is Game 5. Yeah. Of the Western Conference NBA Finals. We're going to talk a little sport ball real quick. And I just saw a picture of Michael Jordan. I just posted to my Instagram excuse me, posted on my Instagram and on my Twitter and reposted on Facebook. Uh, It was before the flu game again in in 1997 when he had the flu in game five in Utah, had barely been out of bed, and he came out and put 37 points up and 
the Bulls won an important game, and then that led to their fifth NBA title. Tonight has the potential for Steph Curry to shut up a lot of people. I've said on this podcast before about how Steph was having a moment, and I think it was after he beat OKC with that 40-footer a few months ago. How watching Steph was such a big deal because he was so good right now that it was akin to watching a Tyson or, for a little while, a Rousey or, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another Roy Jones Jr. I'm trying to think of dominant fighters. Uh, Jordan in his prom. Like, Jordan, like, if Jordan was on and he's playing for the Bulls, from what, 87 until he retired in 99, 98? He was must-see TV. Few players in the NBA, Kobe being one of them, have met this criteria being, I have to see what he's going to do tonight. Magic, Bird. And it's even crazier in the social media age. You have Steph, who came off of what could have been a bad injury, knee injury. People are saying he looks injured. He's not playing well. He's not shooting well. Uh, the Thunder are finding ways to shut him down. This could be a career-defining game for Steph. Because they're down 3-1. There's no... It's over tonight if they lose. There's no, we'll try again tomorrow. Try again in two days. Like it has been the whole series. The Warriors need to make adjustments. They're going home to Oracle. But there needs to be that moment where Steph Curry takes charge. And I have a feeling he's going to try to. Because I said this to Matt in the email earlier, if Steph gets hot tonight or if the Warriors come out hot and get any kind of big lead on the Thunder right now, they're going back to OKC. There's no question about that. See you on Saturday. There's been too many blowouts in the playoffs this year and not enough um, comebacks. Steph has an opportunity to really have a playoff moment because Steph played great last season in the playoffs. Of course, Igludala got the MVP in the finals, and he deserved it, I think. But Steph did play pretty well. He was the unanimous MVP of the regular season. But I feel like as MVP and as potentially the new face of the league after the great year he's had. He needs to put the team on the back. If they lose and he put everything in it and he ends up with most of the points and put up the last shots and tried his his best the whole game and pushed through whether he's uh, fully healthy or not, there's nothing you can say. But if we keep seeing the turnovers and the poor play, and the poor defense, and the poor shooting tonight at home at Oracle in a do-or-die game. It's already bad enough the Warriors won 73 games, but they couldn't win the NBA championship. Shout-out to the 96 Bulls. They still got that over them. Like, y'all might have the best record, but uh, we won the title. Y'all couldn't do that. But if they go out and Steph plays the same way he's been playing and no other Warriors step up to save this series, this whole season isn't going to mean anything to anyone other than the 73 wins in the record books. And that's it. That That's just how it be sometimes. I wanted to get into... A quick little review, a review, yeah. review of Drake's Views record. Uh, it came out on April 29th. That was a good day for me. 
I've taken a couple listens to it. I have went back and forth on hating it and loving it. He, it's a good album. I recommend it. That's my recommendation for this episode is that you check out Views. The one thing about Views that we didn't know is this is probably the closest we've come to Drake doing a full singing album. I'd say that this album has the least amount of ROMs on it from any of his other albums. And I think I was I was a little miffed, a little put off by it when I realized that listening to the views. Because Drake was became I was a fan of Drake the rapper before Drake became rapper slash singer slightly before So Far Gone came out. So I was a little disappointed with how that actually went down. But then listen to the record again. That album has nothing but solid records on it. There's not one record on there where I'm like, eh, I can take it or leave it. So he's held up to that standard that all his albums have had so far for me. I think he got a lot of his aggressive rapping out on, if you're reading this, it's too late. And he wanted this record to be, I'm pretty sure it could possibly still be his biggest record when it's all said and done, um, unit-wise. And uh, he got his first number one single off the album. So I think that all of those things will still occur. But Drake went and made an album for today's standards. Whereas Drake went in at other times, and if you feel like you're getting a Drake album but with some current stuff sprinkled in. But this album feels 20, very, to, uh, very 2016. And it works. Is it a little difficult to process versus being able to throw on So Far Gone, take, Thank Me Later, Take Care, or Nothing Was The Same? Yes, especially when you, because Drake is a go-to for me where it's like, I want to listen to a good album start to finish. But I'd, I I always got a balance from him of of the, the singing and the rapping, and now I'm not getting that as much. But Views is still a solid record. I would give Views a 7 out of 10. I'd, I'd say it'd probably be my lowest ranked Drake project since... Um, comeback season and uh, oh, what was the name of his first joint? The one that DJ Southern Smoke, DJ Smalls. Oh, it's right there. His first mixtape that he put out when he was still in the grassy, the one that had Replacement Girl on it. If Replacement Girl wasn't on comeback season, I can't remember, but it's a good mixtape. So, I recommend it. Be prepared. It's not like previous Drake records but it's solid so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up I'm super aggravated that I can't remember what it was I wanted to say I I should have written it down it was a good topic maybe it'll come back to me and I can record it for episode 13 but we're gonna wrap this up so if you're looking for hyphenation if you want to become part of the nation make sure you subscribe Share. Great. Boy, I used to have a little pattern for this. See, that's how long I haven't said the end stuff. Because I've been doing episodes with Eric. If you go on iTunes, rate, subscribe. Subscribe, rate, and review. And share. Please. If you subscribe to the show, you'll get the episodes directly. Um, every time you re- open your iTunes, it'll download automatically and sync with your listening device. Um, rating helps the show get more exposure. Sharing does that as well. So please take the time to do that. You can find Hyphenation 
on Stitcher. Just search Hyphenation. All the episodes are on there. You can also find Hyphenation if you go to podcast.behyphen.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see Hyphenation. You'll see an RSS link, a feed burner link. Then you can just plug that into your favorite podcast listening device. Listen to it right there. YouTube.com slash behyphen. I put all the episodes up on my YouTube channel. Mixcloud.com slash behyphen. All the episodes go there. You can find the episode at behyphen.com, podcast.behyphen.com, and tricycle.wordpress.com. Um, what else? If, if, you, if, you, if you see the link, man, and you like the show, if you see me blast the link out, just take the time to retweet it or share it or something. Say a couple words. I appreciate that. The Amazon link is still active right now on behaving.com and on podcast.behaving.com. If you click that and then buy something from Amazon, a little bit of that money comes back to the show. Um, so that is there for those who are interested. Um, I'm probably going to get a new link soon because I don't think I have actually made any money that way. And Amazon only gives you a certain amount of days before they close out your account and make you open up a new uh, market, whatever that's called, link sharing thing with them. So if you'd like to support the show, please do that. I'd be greatly appreciated. And that's about it. I mean, just wanted to get, get back in the groove. Hyphenation 12. I need to go clock in. So I'll talk to you all later. Thanks, y'all.